Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Let's see. Science Let's see if this works. Here we are. We're back with Science AF. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Chacho, and I'm not a doctor in any sense of the word. But you can follow me on the socials anyway, at Dave Chacho. I have a tip jar on my website, gravyday.com slash tip slash chacho. Uh, I built it myself. Does it work? Please find out. Science AF is a podcast and uh, video web series on YouTube about the wonders of science, the OMGs, the W2Fs, and the LMFAOs and shit my pants of science. And we are back after a hiatus during which I actually had work to do. But I'm going to try to get these out once a week as I have never been able to do before. Okay, what are the topics today? We're going to talk about... Uh, so in this show... We just go over uh, uh, exciting and new science news, new discoveries, new announcements, new theories. And today, we're going to talk about the coelacanth and how old it is. It's an old fish, if you didn't know that. Uh, we're going to talk about um, were mushrooms found on the surface of Mars? There's some pictures that definitely look like it. And you won't be surprised to hear, probably not. But there's a dragon man skull out there, uh, and the Neanderthal is no longer your closest cousin. Um, and then finally, in Common Nonsense, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the myth that vitamin C does anything to help cure colds or other things. So let's... Without further ado, do some further science. Topic number one, Dragonthropology. Okay, this is a, a, a weird story about a skull that was found many years ago, but was just recently uh, came to light and just recently studied about a new form of human a new homo species, that is, uh, we being homo sapiens. Um, this one is being called uh, Homo longi. And it's about 146,000 years old. It, it, it uh, uh, grew up in China, this dead skeleton. Um, The, the 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 story behind this is weird. Uh, it it was told apparently it had been found in 1933 uh, by someone uh, a Chinese uh, 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 bridge construction crew. A worker found a skull in the riverbed, and uh, they said they uh, they stashed it in a in a in an old uh, a well. They just threw it down a well, and they're like, "Well, that looks." important i'll just hide it in this well and then this worker when they were a grandfather uh 
told his grandson, who was a farmer uh, in China, that, that there was a weird fossil in this well, I guess. And I don't know. It, it, there's, there's holes. I don't know what happened exactly. Uh, the grandfather knew that this thing was, was, was important or something, um, but it somehow remembered that, like, uh, 90 years ago, uh, almost 90 years ago, they stashed this human skull in a well and told his grandson, and that grandson uh, told the paleontologist Queen G uh, at Hebi, G-E-O, whatever that is, um, and this paleontologist said, hey, Hark, this is not any human species ever known of before. They call it um, Homo longi, longi or longi, uh, which, which uh, is named after the Dragon River, where it was found. Hence the name Dragon Man. So Dragon Man has a very short face, but a long skull and back. Um, so their eyes are, are, are high on the, uh, on the, on the skeleton and, uh, and, and the head looks like, uh, uh, it looks like, uh, one of the aliens from alien because it, it protrudes backwards instead of up like normal humans. Um, this means that uh, Neanderthals are no longer Homo sapiens' closest cousin. This uh, Homo longi is uh, right between. It, it, it branched off uh, even more recently than Neanderthals branched. Um, let's see. Homo longi shared a common ancestor with Homo sapiens around 949,000 years ago, whereas uh, Neanderthals and Homo sapiens uh, parted ways about a million years ago. So just uh, just by a hair, this new Homo longi is the closest known cousin uh, so far of Homo sapiens. And like the Neanderthals, they were all murdered to death or something. Perhaps they, uh, the Homo sapiens, took it upon themselves to club them and eat their bones. I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, the Denisovians is another uh, a close cousin of uh, Homo sapiens. We don't know too much about. There's a lot of little branches where the species sort of uh, took a took a dead end and uh, and 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 didn't end up surviving. Let's see. There's a couple of this is a couple of similar uh, stories floating around. Um, Homo Luzonensis from the Philippines. Homo Naledi from South Africa. These are all uh, Homo Highland, but what was that? Homo Heidelbergensis, pre-Neanderthal species. And this, um, this jawbone found in Israel, which belongs to Homo, who, who the fuck knows? Um, 
this dates back to 420,000 years ago. And they haven't assigned it what species yet. Anyway, they're finding a lot of little, little missing links. Remember, uh, there's not just like 10 missing links out there. Every single, every single person and every single, uh, every single uh, 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 animal or, or, or member of a species is, 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 a, is, is part of the link. The missing link means linking evolution all the way back to where it came from. And obviously, we can't find... Uh, I'm distracted because my, my mouth is not keeping up in the version of this that is made for YouTube. Okay. Every living person is a link in the evolutionary link. So that's why uh, anti-evolution people go, why haven't you found every missing link? Well, because uh, evolution goes person to person, animal to animal, and uh, goes very slowly over billions of years. So of course, we only find uh, a small percentage of the humans or the uh, homo species that have lived. And we use those for like snapshots of what happened. Um, here's a hominid species found in the cave in Philippines. This is, uh, wow, okay, no info. I think sciencenews.org. And with that concludes our TED Talk on Dragon Man. Dragon Man. Next topic. Exomycology. Have mushrooms been growing in that fertile Mars soil this whole time. Um, well, a paper was released uh, a, a few weeks ago, and some scientists think that they have, uh, uh, using uh, uh, pictures of the same spot of Martian land over a few days, think they, they see evidence that there's something growing there. Very exciting, if true. Is it true? Probably not. Um, here are the pictures, first of all, a couple of the pictures that are evidence. Um, that looks pretty cool, like a very close-up of something that looks to be growing. Oh, Earth is... Oh, wait, let's go back to that puffball, because I thought this was a Mars picture. But Earth, this is an Earth picture on the left, and then a picture of Mars on the right. It looks much more rock-like. Um and that's where the story is going. Uh, they think these are just minerals. Um, here's another time lapse, uh, day one to day three. And, you know, it does look like there's something growing under the soil and popping its little heads up. Nicknamed blueberries, based on their size and shape. Um, and here is the actual... Oh. This article debunks it. 
but let's first take a look at the actual article here it is May 2021 fungi on Mars evidence of growth and behavior from sequential images by Sean Gabriel Joseph Richard Armstrong Zinli Wing Wei, Carl Gibson and 11 authors and they have a they have 43 images here that uh, they believe point to things growing on Mars um, here's a picture of of uh, what looks like changes happening over time and terrain that could be things growing um, Let's just pop through these images real quick. Here's a picture of something growing up the sides of these dunes, or it could just be uh, different colored sands blowing around or some other mineral deposit, of course. This is interesting. These four pictures appear to show something white popping up out of the, the rock over five hours pretty cool but again uh minerals do this <laughs> uh or uh, or erosion can can do that um more pictures of dunes anyway is it possible there are mushrooms on mars yes it is possible there are mushrooms on mars uh, but this is not conclusive proof by any means. Uh, here's another picture that appears to show things growing, popping up out of the soil. Again, this could be erosion. Uh, this could be some sort of uh, mineral that uh, grows under certain conditions. Um, and uh, it turns out NASA is very aware of things that grow on Mars called uh, hematite concretions hematite concretions uh which are just like i said minerals that can it's an iron oxide compound and they can grow uh to, due to certain conditions uh when things evaporate when water evaporates or when the, the the chemical structure is right you can have these little spherical hematites uh, can pop up in fact here's a picture from 2004 um, was this taken by the first rover this was taken by the uh, the opportunity rover one of, not the first but one of the uh, the mid-aught rovers that was sent to Mars and you can see a bunch of little mushroom shaped minerals and they look like they could be growing, but they have been studied. And uh, the consensus is those things are rocks. Space.com gives us five unproven alien life claims. Let's see. Ah, the 90s, 96. Um, so number one in in this list is the mushrooms on Mars. They claim are 
probably not mushrooms. Number two is oh, Jesus Christ space.com. Once you load a little slower, uh, what they're calling fossilized worms. This is when uh, somebody found a meteorite in Antarctica that had been blown off of the surface of Mars uh, a, a billion years ago, a long time ago. Something hit Mars, kaboom, it blew a bunch of rocks up into space, and a billion years later or something, at least several billion years later, this thing landed in Antarctica in good condition, and it appeared to have microorganisms or tiny worm-like uh, living fossils, bacteria, uh, 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 fossils of a formerly living bacteria. And... Um, U.S. President Bill Clinton said that that was possibly life on Mars. People got excited. I remember that. And then nothing happened. And for 25 more years, nothing happened until now. Um, there were some mystery gases in the 70s on Mars. Um, they thought might have been evidence of life. Uh, this is the wow signal. It's still never been figured out. The wow signal is a pretty good story if you want to look it up. Uh, a, a radio telescope found an unusually strong signal uh, that seemed like it could have been from uh, uh, an intelligent race. Like uh, maybe it was a satellite radio station in outer space. Um, and it really happened once, and they've never been able to do it again. And the guy who find, found it, Jerry amen uh circled the printout and wrote in red pen wow and that's always been called the wow signal and they've never figured out where that came from but it definitely could have been just a random radio wave signal tabby star that's the one where they found a star that was uh, periodically dimming and undimming in a pattern and they thought that might mean that there was some spaceships flying around it um, the going theory now is that it was just, uh, some space dust, uh, like an exploded planet or, or a coalescing moon or something. And, uh, it's probably just, uh, a weird collection of shit floating around Tabby Star. Or it's a space station. A Tabby's Death Star. And that is exomycology. Next topic, the coelacanth, which is not pronounced coelanthacanth, as I have always wanted to say it. The coelacanth, that is coelacanth, uh, is an ancient fish that was thought to be extinct forever. It, it looks like a dinosaur fish. Uh, it looks like uh, the Megalodon from Jurassic World that eats the lady in high heels. Um, it's not quite that big, though, although they get to be five, seven, maybe ten feet long. They're big old fish. They were thought to be extinct because for a while we only had uh, skeletons of them. We had only found them in fossils, we being everyone in the world. Uh, they have thick skin. They have scales that are two inches long. 
uh, and the scales can be used by as sandpaper. Um, anyway, new science on coelacanths uh, is not good news for the coelacanth population, but they think they live much longer than they used to think. Uh, scientists' theories were that coelacanths lived for, you know, 40, 50, maybe 60 years, but new evidence shows that they live to 100-plus years, which, why is that bad news? Seems like they got an extra half a lifespan, but uh, the bad news is that means that they're even more endangered than we thought because uh, species that live for 100 years um, and, and, and reproduce as slowly as they're reproducing are in trouble. Um, it's kind of like saying uh, that uh, 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 basically uh, if they were living if they were living for 30 years, they were doing okay, but if they're living for 100, uh, this is weak coelacanths. Um, I think there's only about 1,000 in the world that are known, and they all live in caves uh, near Africa. And, um, and they think that one fish needs to be 50 years old to, to first start getting it on and having babies, and that is not... A good way to stay alive this day and age. Um, if you need to live to 50 just to lose your virginity. Um, oh, there's a good. Uh, there's, there's a good comedy. Movie that hasn't been made yet. The, the 50 year old virgin coelacanth. Uh, trademark science AF. So. They have. uh This is a, a, a team from the French Institute of the Exploration of the Sea, or Fear, yes, Fear, Fifth, oh, here it is, Ephraimer, I was way off, the French Institute for the Exploration of the Sea, or Ephraimer, um, they found that individuals can live to 100 years old, but also they have gestation periods of at least five years Mama, imagine carrying those babies around for five years and they don't reach sexual maturity until 40 or 50. Uh, these are slow living fish. These are like, uh, you know, down south on the porch with a, a, a glass of sweet tea sort of slow moving fish. And um, what they did to decide the new age, originally, so, so they have scales, and the scales, like trees, a lot of fish have scales that have lines on them, age markers, like rings, uh, calcified structures that they could, that could be counted to, for the, the, that, that depicted the seasons, um, And at the time, what they had the, uh, whenever this was, in the 70s, the best guess was the life expectancy about 22 years. They were counting these rings. They counted 22 rings. That meant a six 
a six foot, 200 pound coelacanth is 17 years old, which implied that they grow really quickly. But actually, then they found by checking up on them that they grow really slowly. So that didn't make any sense. You can't grow six feet, 200 pounds in 17 years at the growth rate they were growing. So, um, Coelacamp's hemoglobin is adapted to the slow metabolism, blah, blah, blah. They live low in the sea, down about 650 feet, where it's super cold and dark, and they just kind of slowly waddle around for 100 years. Um, oh, this is cool. In the 80s, researchers started sending submersibles and remote-operated vehicles to a cave, harboring 300 to 400 coelacanths, and they go back to the spot. Over and over for 20 years, they start to recognize individual coelacanths. So this is how they, they study them. They said only about three or four fish would die over those years, and a few more would be born. Um, so they know that they, don't, they live longer than 22 years. They've been studying them for 20, and that was only a portion of these fish's life. Um, but what they did then... Was uh, 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 so they counted twenty-two rings on 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 the the scales, right? But then uh, this team from France went in with like a uh, I think they took a laser or some sort of um, let's see, light waves vibrate every which way. They took polarized light. It, all the waves now vibrate in the same plane. When light hits, when light hits the sample containing minerals, blah, 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 the polarization of light exaggerates these materials. So basically, they they were able to see more rings. Okay, they revealed five times more rings in the scales than anyone had seen before. So people were saying, "Oh, there's 22 rings here." They're just looking at it, and then they shine some polarized light on it, and they're like, "Oh no, there's uh, five times that. There's a hundred rings." Uh, that they're called circuli and micro uh, macro circuli and using those instead of 17 years old that same fish was estimated to be 85 so uh, talk about catfishing they thought it was 17 and it turned out to be 85 um, both ages sort of off limits for uh, human reproduction. Okay. The age range still might be off. They still don't know what's happening uh, exactly with coelacanths. The, it, 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 it's, a, it's a new it's a new area of study. Um, but if it takes 40 years for an individual to mature, and five more to gestate, removing any one adult would make the population quickly collapse. So basically, they're saying, if all of this is true, and it seems to be, uh, coelacanths are in worse shape than you even thought. And finally, common nonsense. Common nonsense this week. Uh, the myth of vitamin C. Why... Does everyone, I've taken vitamin C supplements in the past. A lot of people take them. Does it do anything? Well, it doesn't do nothing, but it sure doesn't do what uh, 
people have been told. And one of the reasons for this is because of one dude, Linus Pauling, uh, who was a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry, uh, he identified sickle cell anemia as a molecular disease, elucidated some of the most common protein structures, revolutionized our understanding of primate evolution. But um, he wrote a book about vitamin C. Uh, it turns out to be all wrong. Uh, in, in 1970, he wrote a book called Vitamin C and the Common Cold, um, claiming that vitamin C cures colds and can keep you from getting sick and might even cure things such as cancer or what leprosy heart disease all kinds of crazy things uh nope this has been studied since vitamin c does not cure cancer uh it certainly hasn't cleared up my leprosy one bit and um it might slightly uh, uh, make a cold, uh, uh, make you get, o it might help you get over a cold, uh, a little quicker, but, um, it doesn't do anything to prevent you from getting a cold. And, uh, it says here that, um, regular usage might shorten the duration of your cold, but not when taken after the onset. So if you take, you have to take vitamin C before you get a cold and it might make a little difference, but here's the thing. Most people get enough vitamin C in your diet, okay? If you eat your, 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 your fruit and veg, if you have a little juice now and then, it's in a lot of foods, you probably don't need a supplement. Unless your doctor tells you you need a vitamin C supplement, you probably don't need a supplement. Um, most Vitamin C will mostly have no effect on your health, and you basically are going to pee it out. Uh, I remember some friends of mine would were bragging that they were taking 200 times or something the daily requirement of vitamin C, um, and and you don't want to take that much because it can actually do negative things to you if you get too much of it. Um, but uh, most of it you're just gonna pee out, okay? So the common nonsense is vitamin C does not cure a cold or cancer. Take it if you want but it's probably not doing anything unless you're like have scurvy or something. If you have scurvy because you haven't eaten anything but meat for uh, your entire three-month voyage across the Atlantic, then you might want to take a vitamin C supplement. Linus Pauling, let's see, he was this dude, one of the 20 greatest scientists of all time. Anyway, seems like a decent dude. Just uh, got way into vitamin C and turns out uh, was not correct and somehow um, convinced all of America and much of the world that vitamin C was kind of uh, a bigger thing than it was. He was not, by the way, the inventor of the Pauli exclusion principle that was Wolfgang Pauli and that's not chemistry, it's physics. I just wanted to look this up because I was I was reading about vitamin C. Do we get do we actually get vitamin D from the sun? And people say go out in the sun, you'll get vitamin D. Um, yeah, turns out that's a thing. In fact, um, vitamins you you can't get 
vitamins from the sun because we just get photons on our skin from the sun. But those photons are energy and they can make that energy can uh, uh, induce your skin into making vitamin D. Um, in fact, let's see, we get vitamin D from foods like fish, salmon, mackerel, red meat, eggs. Um, but uh, you only have to spend, uh, you know, a few minutes in the sun. It says regular, uh, just normal amounts of sunlight uh, gets you all the vitamin D you need. So this doesn't mean you need to lay out in the sun and you're going to get us. You're going to become a, a vitamin D superhero. Just a few minutes of sun, a few days a week. You can. Uh, uh, you can get all the vitamin C that you need. Um, you can't make vitamin D if you're sitting indoors by a sunny window because ultraviolet rays can't get through the glass. Okay. You have to be out. But prolonged exposure to the sun is much worse um, than not enough. So too much sun, bad. Uh, not enough sun can be bad, although, you know, you don't need a lot of sunlight. A little bit can help get a normal amount. That, if we've learned nothing else today on Science AF, get a normal amount of sun. This is Science AF for today. I have been your host, Dr. Not a Dr. Dave Chacho. Uh, please send me a tip if you'd like. GravyDay.com slash tip slash Chacho. My socials are at Dave Chacho. You can also Venmo at, Dave, at Gravy Day. Uh, and we have a Patreon. Uh, Gravy Day Productions has a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gravy Day. Uh, you can go to gravyday.com to see this and other great shows, including Pop Cultured with Jimmy Pardo, the Never Not Funny Guy. Yes, that's right. Nobody watches my podcast, but everybody watches his, and he's part of the Gravy Day Network. Thanks for listening or absorbing with your eye holes. This is Science The End. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science as fuck. Bye bye.